Genesis 32, verse 24 to 29. Can you stand for the reading of God's word? The next stand will be on you. Like I always say, if you can't find Genesis, come to Jesus. We, we need to pray for you and pray with you. Genesis 32, verse 24 to 29. Can you pray in the spirit for the next 20 seconds? So, olobo go konombratish. Vrane montrosti velebri hesofish. Jantropo vegedido bokosha, mando koshi, bretem vedi, kushi, lemonando school, let it gush out of you. Come on, prodovoguski, brenendro stifeteles dis, shenamon kosh, kivenendro stifetash, benamontros, ivenendros, for the days ahead of the year, the remaining days in the year will be better than the all, than the days from January up until now, says God. Make a non to vikashis. I hear a rush in my spirit, for the rush is coming says God get ready for the rush as the rush they're coming they're coming Monto the doors that were shut are open the gates are lifted up there's a rush is a rush coming the mighty supply of the spirit of God's grace is released and everybody said amen Genesis 32 from verse 24 and Jacob was left alone and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day it's important to know that uh, man, the children's church has started, so amen. Praise God, glory to God. The children's church has started. Oh, powerful. And Jacob was left in the next verse, verse 25. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched. It, this is not touch, he he applied pressure, he, he did smite the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint. As he wrestled with him. Verse 26. Verse 20, and he said, let me go for the day break it. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. The blessing of the Lord. Amen. Verse 27. Let's go. And he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. Verse 28. Let's go. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men and has prevailed. Verse 29. 29. Let's go. Verse 29 is the last verse. And Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? What's, what's your business with my name? And he blessed him there. Look at your neighbor. I want you to preach to your neighbor for me and tell them, I am not independent. I am Christ dependent. Okay, okay. Find another neighbor who looks very independent and tell them, I am not independent. I am Christ dependent. I am not independent. I am Christ dependent. Amen. Did you enjoy the ministry of Shea Alex as he, as he ministered with us with the sax today? How many of you remember the minister told me favored? That's the husband. <laughs> That's the husband. Good to see you. We'll have more of you at you know Thanksgiving at the end of the message. So go back and say, I'm not, I'm not independent. I'm Christ dependent. That means I'm depending on Christ. I do not lean on my own understanding. I am trusting him to take me through this process of my life. Father, we thank you for our nation. We thank you for our families. We thank you for the kingdom. We thank you for the assignment. As we delve into your word today, we ask that you hijack this service. Break into the room. Do your bidding. Let your name be glorified in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. 
So history says Lagos was invaded by British forces in 1851 and formally annexed in 1865. Nigeria became a British protectorate in 1901, while her colonization lasted until 1960 and when an independent movement succeeded in gaining her independence. As we talk about independence this morning, we are all desperately um, looking for, we were all at some point in our life desperately looking for independence independence so some of you wrote jam and a levels not because you really wanted to go to school but because you wanted to leave your father's house yes uh, yeah so it was not just because you you loved the idea of engineering or you wanted to be an accountant was finally i get to jack by out of this house finally i get to go to school where i am my own boss nobody's controlling me nobody's telling me when to leave the house nobody's telling me when to come in who knows what i'm talking about how that's you know we just want to be independent the singles want to be married the married want to be single the fat want to be teen the teen want to be fat you know what I'm talking about. We just wanted to be independent. And finally, we travel. You leave mommy and daddy, and you become very in- independent. And, and you just wanted to leave the house. You wanted to drive your own car, own your own job, be the independent lady. You don't need a man or be the independent guy. You can do and undo. Who knows what I'm talking about? I, I just want to be. And then you find out after a while that financial independence is real independence. So even if you're out of the house, if your parents are still sponsoring your lifestyle, you are not really independent. This, that's what moved us from university days to say, you know, let, let's start working. So I don't have to call mom and dad for this. And then you have your own money, you have your own car, and then you can do what you want. The truth is, this may have affected our spiritual understanding because the realm of the spirit is not the same with the realm of, the, you know, the physical. The physical realm is not the same. The realm of the spirit, the principles are not the same. You can't play basketball with your legs. You can't play soccer with your hand, except you're the keeper. So usually we come to the spirit realm and we bring the same principles of the physical realm and bring it to the spirit realm and it cannot work. It will not work. In the world, and and this is important because the believer is not a physical being having a spiritual experience or a spiritual visitation. The believer is a spirit being having a physical experience. And I need you to get this. The believer is not a spirit being, is not a physical being having a spiritual experience where, you know, every now and again you just have good bumps in church during worship. Hey, oh, spirit do me today. No, no, no. You are spirit. Spirit doesn't do you. You are spirit. John chapter 3 says, he that is born of the spirit is spirit. Is spirit. So you are not, um, you know, I just felt the spirit. No, you don't feel the spirit. You are the spirit. You are the spirit. Every time you say I feel the spirit is that your consciousness of who you are in Christ, of the presence of the divine nature of God in you comes alive. So you are not a physical being having a spiritual experience. You are a spirit being having a physical experience. So what should govern and rule your life should not be physical things, should be spiritual truth. And this is the problem with believers. We we are schizophrenic. We have our church life, Sunday morning life, where we come to church and we dress differently and we say, bless you, bless your heart. And then on Monday, we have our Monday life. Then we have Friday night life. Just keep looking straight when you get home, not your head. Then we have Saturday evening life. Then Sunday morning life. So which one did Jesus die for? 
okay, the weekend life. <laughs> Interesting. But so, so, and, and we go with this mentality to business. But you say, no, no, I'm not. I'm, this is, I'm, I'm a businessman. I'm just talking. No, no. You're not just a businessman. You are a spirit man doing business. You are a spirit man doing business. So once you have this consciousness, it will help you galvanize your life to understand what God has done in Christ for you. And you walk in the reality of what God has done in Christ for you. So in the world, we see to believe. In Christ, we believe to see. They're not the same. In the world, I have to see. So this is a flower. I'm seeing it and I believe it. In the spirit realm, I believe it and then I see it. So the problem your faith isn't working is that you are using a different principle. Some of you are waiting to see the manifestation before you start making declaration. It doesn't work that way. You make declaration believing and then you see it. John chapter 11 verse 40. Jesus said unto her, said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe thou should see the glory of God. So it takes believing to see the glory of God. And the glory of God is Jesus, by the way. But we do not see to believe. We believe instead to see. In the world, talk is cheap. In the kingdom, talk is everything. So don't let anybody tell you, just stop talking. Talk. No, talk is not cheap. Talk is everything. Romans chapter, chapter 10 verse 9. It says, for if thou shalt confess with your mouth. So it is talk that gave you salvation. Did you hear what I said? In the kingdom, talk is everything. Because it is talk that brought you salvation. Until you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you are not saved. So in the kingdom, talk is everything. You are a product of what you said yesterday or did not say yesterday. So watch what you are saying. Because you are giving it permission to show up in your life. Are you listening to me? So in the kingdom, talk is everything. When God created man, note, he didn't touch, he spoke. When God created in the beginning, he didn't touch, he spoke. And God said, and God said, and God said. Creation, because as creatives in this room, we have a lot. When we talk about creating something, our hand goes to work. But God is creating, his hands are not working, his mouth is talking. And that's powerful. So now that God lives inside of you, how do you create your world? So that's a good one. Keep talking. That's how you create your world. By what? Talking. So in the kingdom, talk is everything. Because you will have what you say. You would have what you say. In the world, cash is currency. In the kingdom, faith is currency. The Bible says if you pray, believe. It didn't say if you pray, pay. If you pray, believe. He didn't say if you pray, pay. So sometimes you can pray. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye shall receive them and ye shall have them. That's what the Bible says. Mark 11, 24. He didn't say if I believe, pay. So I'm believing God for impossible things. But the problem with you is that when you start believing God for impossible things, you start checking your account balance. And that is a natural way of doing things. And God is saying, no, 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 no. I be spirit. So who told you he can come to you as a gift? Who told you he can come to you as a deal? So when you believe, you, you pray, you believe. You don't believe and pray and then you say, let's calculate it. Because God can save it up by many or by few. In the world, when you boast in the Lord, they say you are proud. 
in the kingdom, when you boast in the Lord, you are humble. So a man who is boasting in the Lord is humble. But in the world, they think you are proud. Job twenty two twenty nine. let me show you one scripture. When men are cast down, then thou shalt say, there is a... No, 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 come, can we see this? Come on, come on. Can we read together? One, two, three, go. When men are cast down, then thou shalt say, there is a lifting up, and he shall save the humble person. So who is the humble person? Is the one who keeps decreeing and declaring there is a lifting up. So declaring the word of God is a sure sign of humility. You keeping quiet means you worship in the shrine of your abilities and your connections. You know an uncle to call. You have a cousin that can fix it. Your network is strong. It will shock you. Keep living. Keep living. It will shock you. So what was the principle of the kingdom? So the principle of the kingdom is when you start talking, God says, see this humble person. So when you, when you start talking, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. God says, ah, see humility. But when you say, I'm quiet. Oh, no. So refusing what God has done is the highest sign of pride. Accepting what he has done is humility. So in the kingdom, talk is cheap. In the world, talk is cheap, rather. In the kingdom, talk is everything. So start talking, you know. I am blessed. Talk has brought me this far. So you just say talk. No, no, it's not just talk. Talk has brought me this far. Because the word of faith speaks. The righteousness of faith doesn't muse. speaks. The righteousness of faith doesn't think. It what? It speaks. So the sign that faith is operative in your life is that you keep talking. David showed up when Goliath was messing up with Israel. He was just talking. Who's this guy? It was his talk that brought him to Saul. David didn't come and say, ah, who's this guy fighting Goliath? Say, ah, let me just humble myself. So they thought David was arrogant, but that is actually humility before God. Are you listening to me? So when David was talking, when Goliath was misbehaving, they said, ah, what's wrong with you? Why are you arrogant? This small boy, this guy has been a champion from his youth, and you are a, a, a small boy. What are you talking about? You see that? So what David speaking was a sign of humility. Then being quiet was a sign of pride. And God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. So how do you activate more grace? I keep talking. <laughs> I keep talking. Oh, I'll say it again. The first time I got into this place, I saw this hall. I saw, I think I called Tifa. I said, Tifa, I saw one hall around that place. I loved it. I went to the man's up office upstairs. He sat on his seat. My first meeting with the landlord of this place, I said, you are sitting on my chair. Oh, he looked at me and said, what is this one? Please, sir, sit down. Let's talk business. I said, no, no, no. This is my chair. Our church is going to be here. The children's church is going to be there. This is my office. That chair you are sitting on. He looked at me. Talk is cheap, right? The last time we had a meeting, he said, okay, sit on your chair. Let me sit on this side. Because you will see what you are saying. Did I have the money then? No. I didn't have it. Because I don't need to have it to say it. I need to say it to have it. That's your problem. We walk with the reverse all the time. And it doesn't work for spirit beings like us. So get the memo. You are spirit. So keep talking. So David was talking. Who's this guy? Who's this guy? David said, he's too big for you people. For me, he's too big to miss. Anyway, I throw this stone in Mositi's head. 
And when you speak, you engage divine forces. Because it was not the stone of David that killed Goliath. The Bible says when the stone got to David's head, got to Goliath's head, he fell face down. If it was the impact of the stone, he would have fallen backwards. It doesn't make sense. If it was the stone, ah, they, they go, bah, he went back. You know, India thing. Bah, I'm falling, I'm falling, I'm falling. And they fall. But he hit Goliath's head. He fell. So I believe in the animation of my imagination. That one angel was just waiting for David. Throw this stone. Make I supply this guy conk for a year. <laughs> throw this. Thank you very much. The battle between David and Goliath was not, not a battle of physical fight. It was spiritual. It's a battle of words. People say no. But Goliath, you know, he didn't see David coming. No, he didn't take David for granted too. When David approached Goliath, the Bible says he cursed David with the gods of the Philistines. That's where warfare takes place. What did David do? David didn't keep saying, You are cursing me now. I will not talk. Oh, I'm a very humble child. Oh, I won't talk. I won't talk. David said, You come against me with ex. I come against you in the name of the Lord God of hosts and the armies of Israel. Open up your mouth. Uh, you're talking, you don't know. <laughs> I'm a humble child. So you go and see an auntie, and the auntie is declaring certain things. You know, marriage does not last your husband. You can just have auntie. Sorry, ma. Uh, my, our case is different. We are blessed of the Lord. With humility, but open up your mouth and speak. What kind of nonsense talk is that? You know, you, you started church floor, you know, pastors, and the first two, three years they suffer. I say, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus, sir. Uh, my own is different. You know that stupid thing they also say? The first two, three years of your marriage. Ah! War! War! It's a lie! If it's your war, it's not my war. I'm three years in December. I've not had war. What's war? With due respect, sir, keep your revelation to yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's it. With due respect, I reject it, sir. With due respect, it's not my portion, sir. Say, don't small, but he doesn't. He's just talking. In the realm of the spirit, talk is everything. Everything. Talk is everything. I designed that logic center. Since in my mind, I said, I will move this guy somebody. The first day I came, it will move. I will put this here. I will put flags in front of the church like this. And when you drive past, you must look, say, ah, what's happening here? And I'll put some design. Ah, plan through my head at the come. I'm saying it now. You are hearing it because you will see it. You will see it. And guess what? It's cheap, it's free. Not cheap, it's free. Christ has done it, but it's free for us. So what are you paying? What will it cost you to speak? Speak the word of God. There's no, what's that thing with data? It doesn't take your data. There's no, you don't have to renew the subscription. All you do is wake up in the morning. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the blessed of the Lord. Ah, yes. Things are aligning for me. Yes. Oh, glory to God. Yes, everything written about me is good. I am the son of God. I'm not a child. I'm not a servant. I'm not an orphan. The earth is the Lord's 
and the fullness thereof. The world and day that were therein, I decree that the gates are opened and the doors are opened in the name of Jesus. September, October, November to December brings the best to me. People like me survive in Buhari's Nigeria in the name. That's how you speak. Because the problem is a, is a faith problem, not a dollar problem. When the dollar was 150, you didn't buy a brand new car now. Let's be honest. You still didn't travel business class. So the problem is not a dollar problem, it's a faith problem. Because the dollar doesn't shrink faith. Faith is even more expressed in difficult times. Did I show you last week? Or was it two weeks ago? Jesus was feeding 4,000 people and he used seven loaves of bread to feed 4,000 people. Then it was now 5,000 people hungry. The regular mathematics would be you need more than seven loaves of bread. Since seven loaves of bread dealt with 4,000 people, Jesus chose 5,000, five loaves of bread to feed 5,000 people. Lower than what was available when it was 4,000 people. Don't make no sense. Read your Bible carefully. At the end of the 4,000 feeding, they had seven baskets left. At the end of the 5,000 feeding, they had 12 baskets left. So the bigger the problem, the more supply of grace. So when you see a big problem, you say grace. Upon grace. Upon grace. Upon grace. Blessings. Upon blessings. Upon blessings upon blessings gifts upon gifts upon gifts upon anointing upon anointing power upon power because the bigger the problem the easier for god easier for god so citizens now we celebrate independence but in the same way in christ there is no independence there is him dependent Hey, I'm going to say something really good. It's only him dependent. Because there's no independence for those of us in Christ. We constantly, totally depend on the finished work of Christ. Growing up is such a scam, people. Are you not seeing the bills? Sometimes I look at my daughter, I'm like, don't grow. Oh, yeah. You're starting school now. Oh, only if you know that this thing will last for years. But in the faith, it's different. God brings us into rest as we are growing. Why won't you be saved? It's because you don't understand salvation. So the bride of Christ is not an independent lady. The bride of Christ totally depends on the finished work of what the groom has done for him or her. This is good stuff. So our growth in faith is measured by how dependent we are on him. Because rest is the highest form of faith. Rest is the highest form of faith. Oh God. When you are able to rest in a mess, you have faith. Mark 4, 35 to 41. Let me show you something. The same day, Faith and rest. Rest is the highest form of faith. No, rest is the meeting ground of faith and grace. 
By grace are you saved through faith. So grace makes all things available. Faith makes all things obtainable. Grace makes, faith takes. The rest is the meeting point for grace and faith. And the same day when the even was come, he said unto them, listen to the instruction. Let us pass over to the other side. That's what Jesus said. Next verse. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took um, him even as he was in the sheep. And there were also with him other little ships. Next verse. And there arose a great storm of wind. And the waves beat into the sheep so that it was now full. But Jesus was in this ship. And the instruction is that we are going over to the other side. He didn't say let's encounter the storm. Rest is the highest form of faith. Is that he said we are going over to the other side. How will we get there? I don't know. But this storm cannot stop what he has said. Oh God. Oh God. Somebody's going through a storm and God wants me to remind you that the storm cannot stop what he has said concerning you. Next verse, next verse. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on the pillow. And they awake him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Next verse. And he arose, rebuked the wind, and said unto the, the sea, Peace. You see, peace, comma, be still. I believe Jesus didn't say peace, be still to, to the storm. That's too much attention for the storm. He said peace to his disciples. Be still to the storm. That's what I believe. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. My problem with the disciples, this is faithlessness. Jesus is in the both. That means we, we all die here together, sir. And if Jesus cannot sink, I cannot sink. So rest is the highest form of faith. So God is trying to bring us to the place where we are resting on his promises. Resting on what he has said. But there is a do maybe in us. There is something that wants to, to do. We want to partner with God. You want to be a, a, a shareholder in this investment with God. If I do something, God will do for me. Our Christian faith doesn't start with do. It starts with done. I said it starts with what? Done. So that means it's already done. Uh, glory to God. Do we have Second Corinthians 3 verse 5? Second Corinthians 3 verse 5. Let me show you something. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. My sufficiency is of God. Did you see that? Our sufficiency is of God. That means I can't trust myself, but I can trust God. Salvation is a work of grace from start to finish. Ephesians chapter 2, from verse 5 to 9, I think is in the message translation. Amen. Because the problem with us is when we think we have been saved by grace, so now that we've been saved by grace, we will not think we are saved by grace to walk. So now that God has... Let me show you the, the problem with, with truth is not blatant lie. The problem with truth is almost truth. So you can go to a service and say, ah, you have been saved by grace. And you say, oh, that's true. But now that you have been saved, you now have to, you have to do something. You have to prove yourself. That's almost truth. That's a blatant lie. Because salvation is the work of grace from start to finish. 
Let me show you something. He embraced us. He took our sin dead lives and made us alive in Christ. He did all this on his own with no help from us. Are you seeing the scripture? With no help from us. I think we get this one. It's now that we are continuing in faith. We want to assist God in something that you did not start with him. So wise of you. Verse 6, let's see. Then he picked us up and set us down in the highest heaven. In the company with Jesus, our Messiah. Verse 7, let's go. Now God has us where he wants us with all the time in the world. And next to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ. Next verse. Salvation. I want everybody to see this. Saving. Salvation. Tell me, son, I need you to see this. Is all his idea and all his work. All we do, because you want to do something. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. So what do you have to do? Is trust him to do what he needs to do in my life. I've said this too many times. Salvation is like surgical operation. You have to sleep for the doctor to work on you. You have to come into the rest of God for you for the work of salvation to take place. But guess this is what we're doing. That's why in the soul, you are telling the doctor, no, don't touch my liver. I can't, I can't. No, no, let me clean him by myself. And then we jump out of the surgical room, moving around when he has not finished with us. So we leave a trail of blood and mess everywhere we go to. Why? Because salvation is a surgery. You have to sleep and let the doctor... Have you, have you ever done surgery before? And you were telling the doctor, no, ah, it's not my liver you're removing there. No, put it back. Oh. No, that intestine, no, the way you're holding it, I'm, I'm, you, this thing is really bad. Oh. Doctor, doctor, no, put it back inside. Bend it. Uh-uh, is it like that? Are you going to tell the doctor what to do? Or are you going to sleep and let the doctor work on you? Oh, doc, is that how they do it in your office, Dr. Becky? You'll be talking, they'll be telling you, no, put this. No, is that you let him do the work. Next verse, let's move. Next verse. We don't play the major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we done the whole thing. That means God didn't let us do anything. Because if we did anything, we would have said we did everything. Don't you have those uncles and cousins who gave you 200k one time in your life? Now that you're a billionaire, I made him. I made him. Ask him one more day. I met when he was he was broke. He went. He was in problem. We just we supplied him some money now. So I, I sponsored him through life because they gave you hundred thousand dollars one time. They won't own your life because God knows that we are like that. He said this one. You won't do anything. I will do everything. So you not go around telling people that it's me and God that did it. So they have ownership for you. He's big now. Don't. Let me give you gist. In 1920, they would have arrested him. I came, we came through. We came through. Me and my family, we came through. You know, when the father was even in Oshobo, when, he, you know, this was during the era of the military regime. And, you know, God, we, we came through. And they only gave you 500,000 naira. So God knows that we are like that. So he says, no, 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 no. This deal. So proprietorship, God. So salvation is not partnership. Is God start to finish? All we do is let God do what He does in us. Period. Period. Are you listening to me? Yes. 
Nobody can say, no, I was the one. Which, which, what did you do? So we, his, the fasting was when I fasted. If you see, hmm, that time. And I gave God a dangerous seed. Hmm. If you see when the seed was just walking like this, and my mother-in-law, die. This one, die. You, you're describing a native doctor and you're calling him God. God doesn't kill. God doesn't kill dead men. Any man that is not in Christ is dead already. There's no point killing somebody who's dead. See, when he was asking, went, went to the altar and hmm, me, I went straight to redeem camp. You remember Friday? <laughs> straight to camp. When I, I laid on, the, when I rolled from one end of the camp to this side, and I roll again with that the other used to sit. I roll again, roll again. When I came back to Lagos, oh more see things. It just the move. It just the move. I brought our African magic mind and imposed it on the scripture. When this thing, but Pastor Flourish, you know the Bible says, walk out your salvation with fear and trembling. We will come then. Let me show you something. In the Old Testament is you shall. You shall. You shall. In the New Testament is I will. I will. I will. Hebrews 8, 8 to 12. Oh, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Jesus is sweet. No, I like to put TH at the end. Jesus is sweet. It's swifter than the swift first. That's why some of you pray swift. And then you are calling, you say, God, is it gets you are calling it's not God. <laughs> he said, For finding fault with them, he said, Behold, the days come, said the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel. So we are not in a covenant relationship with him. We are recipients of the covenant. Oh, we like that thing on me, a covenant child of God. Where did you strike the covenant? Do you know what it means to be in a covenant with Dangote? The richest man in Africa? It means that you are bringing something to the table that is almost equal to what he's bringing. Standard. The Bible says by two immutable things, it's impossible for God to lie. So man is mutable. Man cannot be in a covenant relationship with God. Jesus had to represent man on the Christ, on the cross, finish the covenant. And made us recipients of the covenant. Sozo is not in a covenant relationship with me. I am in a covenant relationship with my wife. Sozo is a recipient of the covenant that I have with my wife. We are children of the covenant. Covenant means that you are doing your own. And God is doing. What, do you, what are you doing sister? Do maybe? What do you want to do? So you strike a covenant with God. With that lean five million era you dropped in church how many years ago? To move God. What's wrong with us? God, do make this church grow because we are the only go conscious again. Fourth, should I say this? No, leave it, flourish, leave it. No, one pastor. No, 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 let's go. No. I will make a new covenant with the house. I will. I. I. Not we. And you went to school, Joe. It didn't say we will make a covenant. I will make a covenant. That means I am starting standing here. Then I, God, came out of God, became Jesus. 
to represent you to sign the covenant too. And say, you come and take the presentation. You are a recipient of what we have done. So the relationship was between God and God. The Bible says the Lord said to my God. He's the same person you know. I, wait, I'm going to save them. And I will come and bring them back to you. That's total work of religion. I will make a covenant. And I hope you appreciate it. Because this thing don't, make, this thing don't bring money. Somebody, an individual showed me his account. I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Next verse, verse 9. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt because they continued not in my covenant. That means they did this thing before. They couldn't keep their side of the bargain. God tried it before during the days of the Lord, Moses. It did not work. And I regarded them not. That means when they were even doing that thing with me, I did not, I didn't pay attention to this. What was this person talking? You know, you borrow somebody money and you know the person won't pay you back. Just keep looking straight if you are the person. Especially your wife. You know, he's not coming back. But as I bring I tell you, ah, to God alone, tomorrow, 5 p.m., I'm bringing, ah, ah, no, ah. I'm, as you are giving them, you already know. So God is saying, when I was making that covenant with them, I regarded them not, said the Lord. Because I know that, you know, these ones can't. You can't pay God now. Next verse, let's go. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, said the Lord, I we put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts. And I will be to them a God. And they shall be to me what? Next verse. And they shall not teach any man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least to the greatest. Next verse 12. For I will be merciful to the unrighteousness. And their sins. It's, it's Bible. Uh, so he did the covenant and signed with his blood and sealed it with resurrection. And they gave you the seal of the spirit within you. Uh, the Holy Ghost is in between you testifying. So as I'm saying it, some of you, your mind can't take it. But the spirit of God within you is saying yes. This is what Jesus did. Because the whole Bible is the, the will of the Father, the work of the Son, and the witness of the Spirit. What is the will of the Father? That the Son will come and die. That is the work of the Son. What is the Spirit witnessing? He died. He resurrected on the third day. I. So our work is what? He said he would do it. What do I do? Let him do what he will say. He wants to do in my life. How do you live the Christian life? By letting God live his life through you. No man can live the Christian life. Not the ones in Italy, not the one in the express road. No man can live the Christian life. Only Christ can live his life through your life. So how do you live? Father, live your life through my life. Philippians 12. Philippians 2 verse 12 and 13. Let's see it. Wherefore, my beloved, as I ye have always obeyed, 
Not as in my presence only, but also in my absence. Walk aha. They like this scripture. Ah, no, no, no. My mother is in church today. Praise God. They like the scripture. My auntie said, walk out. He didn't say walk for your salvation. English again. Walk out means it's already inside. He didn't say walk in your salvation or walk for your salvation. He says walk out. Push the baby out of you. Means you're already pregnant with the baby. We fear and tremble in verse 13. For it is God which walketh. So who's doing the work? So read it contextually. Don't read a Bible, a verse out of context. That's what makes you a con man. It is God which walketh in you both to will and to do. There's a translation that says God will now give you the new one to do. God gives you the new one to. So you just wake up in the morning and you want to give. That's God. Where's the church account? Where's this person's account? You just want to. Um, um, no, I'm not feel, I don't feel like doing this. You now have new want-tos. It is God who gives you that. It's not you giving yourself that I shall do this. It's not sin management program. It's not behavior modification. It's inner transformation. Thessalonians 5, 23 to 24. Um, let's do this in area close. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray that your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless. Ah, until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. See walk. I say a lot of work. Oh. Your whole body, your whole soul, your whole spirit preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's a lot of work, right? Read the next verse. One, two, three, go. Who's doing it? We are Christ dependent. Christ. That means as we begin to depend on Christ, our lives will begin to give birth to the fruits of Christ. There are certain things that will not be pleasurable to you anymore. Not because somebody threatened you about hellfire. It's because somebody told you that God loves you more than the devil hates you. And then the nature of God is formed within you. And then you just begin to want to so we're, we're, we're teaching our daughter potty how to use the potty so no more diapers the first time she messed up herself from that day we have also noticed that even with diapers she wants to use the potty why she is growing nobody put rules and regulation if you don't do, just growth brings you to the place where you're like ah, no 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 i want to do this so she's having new one tools are you listening to me? <sighs> we must come to the place where we are totally dependent on God. Where we rely on God. Where we don't become too strong for ourselves. I need to, I need to chop this up. Uh, 2 Chronicles 26, 14 to 16. Let me show you something. And Uzziah. You know Uzziah? Stanley, get ready. I don't need you. And Uzziah prepared for them. Throughout all the host shields. This guy was a creative. And spears. Stanley stand. And helmet. What's that one? Hambagions. And bows and slings to cast stones. Verse 15. Watch this. He made in Jerusalem engines. 
invited by cunning men, skillful men, to be on the towers and upon the bulwark to shoot arrows and great stones withal. His name spread far abroad. Watch this. For he was marvelously helped by God. So he did all of this because he was what? See the problem with the scripture. Until he became strong. Uh, yes. Yes. So come. He did all of this. Because this God when we wear green cap. <laughs> come, come, come. He did all of this because he was helped by God. Then he got to the point where he was. He became strong. He became independent. Next verse. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up into destruction. That's your problem. You come to the point where you are now strong. For he transgressed against the Lord, his God, and went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon you. Because he now became strong now. I don't need a priest. I can. That's where destruction came upon him. So he did a lot because he was marvelously helped by God. Until he now says, I'm strong. I will never get to the point where I'm strong. Never get to the point where you know I'm strong enough. Paul never tells us to be strong. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. Finally, my brethren, come here. Be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his mind. So when I stand to fight, I'm not fighting in my strength. I'm not fighting in my might. I am strong in the Lord. And I'm strong in the power of his mind. But Uzzah got to the point where I don't need God now. Independent. God, chill. That's what you say all the time. God, I can't do this. No, 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 no. I don't need to pray about this. Well done. I can handle this. Money can fix it now. Continue. Second John chapter, is it second John? Second Timothy 2 verse 1. Therefore, my son, be strong in the, in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. That's your problem. You get to the point where you are now very strong. You're so strong. Seeing you strong die. Even when they call you strong, they say, yes, yeah, strong man. You don't quickly defect to say, no, it's not me, it's Christ. I'm strong in Christ. It is in him I live. In him I move. First John chapter 4 verse 10. Hearing is love. Know that we love God. Because some of you pride in me. I love God. See that one there? Eh? Cannot even contest it. My love is the heart. Ah, God knows that I love him. Oh, no, no, no. The boast of the believer is not our love for God. It is his love for us. Here in his love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a propitiation for our sins. Verse 19. We love him because... So our love for him is a response to the fact that he loved us first. So boasting about your love for God boast of his love for you and the reason you love him is because he has given you enough love for you to love him back because God cannot receive anything that is not God so God gave you enough God in you to give God back God this is deep stuff right first John 4 16a new living translation hey 
we know how much God loves us and we have put our trust. I put my faith in Jesus. My anchor to the ground. My hope and firm foundation. You never let me. So I'm not holding on to God. He's the one holding on to me. So I can't let him down because I didn't hold him in the first place. If you see me and Sozo, I hold Sozo like this and she drops from my hand. She didn't let me down. I let her down. You have become big boy for God. That's the problem. But until we come to the place where we, I'm totally dependent on what God has done in Christ. For me, I got to close. Got to close. Because the arm of flesh, it will shock you to fail you. It will fail you. So why did we read Genesis? Let's go to Genesis and close. Ah, God help me. I just caught half of the sermon. I haven't gone half my way, but I need, to, I need to crash this. I need to crash this plane carefully. Genesis. Let me give you, let me see what I can chop, 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 chop. Give me Genesis 32 from verse 22. Then to 39. You know the story of Jacob and Esau we dealt with last week? Oh, come on. Can you remember? Were you blessed by that story? How that Jacob got the blessing from the father coming in the, the identity of the brother. And we have treated Jacob wrongly. We've always said Jacob stole the birthright. Not true. There was a transaction. Esau sold his birthright. Stop saying Jacob stole the birthright. Esau sold his birthright. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's a different junction. I just end, I, don't, I can't deal with that today. Why is this very important? Esau did not just sell his birthright. Esau sold his right to birth Christ. Yeah, you got it. He said, yeah, if you learn. Esau sold his right to birth Christ. So God knew from eternity past and said, this guy I love, Jacob, Esau. I don't like this guy. I don't prefer this one. Because first sons, Ayando Kosha. Esau was the first son and Christ was designed to come through the loin of the first. He had no regard for that and sold the birthright because of Asaru Portage. And in that point, he lost the, the right to birth Christ. There's something I'm about to say, but I, I need to be careful saying it. So you find that in the New Testament, even those who messed up in the Old Testament, the New Testament has a better account of them, but not Esau. Bible students will know where I'm going to. So in the Old Testament, is David the idolater? In the New Testament, is David by faith? In the Old Testament, is Moses the murderer? In the New Testament, is Moses by faith? In the Old Testament is Rahab the harlot. In the New Testament is Rahab by faith. Because the blood of Jesus edited their past. Because they did not reject Jesus. I believe Esau rejected Christ. You got it. So in Hebrews chapter 12, it says, Do not be like Esau, a profane man and a fornicator. So even in the New Testament, there is no new description of Esau. Esau. 
So he sold that right to birth Christ. Now Esau and Jacob, there's a meeting point. God has told Jacob, go back home. And the Bible says Jacob is planning. He puts the children and servants in front. So when Esau comes, he will kill that set and kill the ushering department, kill protocol, then brew them MVP somewhere. And before he read them, Obina and Pastor Adim and Dickin, Adim and Co. So he set everything in order. It wasn't working. They sent message to Esau. Esau sent a message to Jacob that I'm coming with 400 men. Ah, yeah, I said, ah, 400 men. Oh, day is coming. I took his birthright. He's coming to kill me. And the Bible says, and he rose up that night and took his two wives and two women servants and 11 sons and passed over the fort Jabbok, verse 23. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over uh, that he had, verse 24. And Jacob was left alone. Men, can you remember Friday? No constituents. No comrade, no confidant in Christ alone. If you missed Friday, you really missed. No constituent, no comrade, no confidant in Christ. And Jacob was left alone. That means your crisis can bring you to the point where you are, you are in a crowd, but you are lonely. You are with your friends in party, but only you, yourself, and yours. And Jacob was left alone. Next verse. And wrestled a man with him to the breaking of the day. Uh, verse, verse 25. Let's go. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow. So come, come. There's a fight between Jacob. And I believe that this man that he wrestled with is Christ. The pre-incarnate Christ. That's why when he asked for his name, he said, what is, what is your business with my name? Because the time for the revelation of Christ had not come. You find this identity in Joshua. You find it in Gideon, the story. Bible scholars know what I'm talking. So the fight, Jacob is fighting. This guy has mind though. You see a man and you just start fighting. And the fight is strong. Hits me small, small. It's this fight. And he saw that he prevailed not. So here's what he did. He touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh. And his thigh went out of joint. When you come into a fight like this and God is trying to get you to rest and you're not listening to rest, he touched his thigh. When his thigh went out of joint, he began to lean on him. He was not independent. He became very dependent. How do I know? The prayer changed. Give me verse 26. And he said, let me go for the break. He said, I will not let you go except you bless me. God knows how to hit you in a place where you now become dependent on him. Where we are not independent people. We are him dependent. It was from that place the blessing was released upon Jacob. And he changed his name. Because when you become dependent on Christ, you lose your identity. You have his identity. So he said unto him, what is thy name? What is your identity? What do they call you? The guy said, uh-uh. Jacob. Next verse. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For a prince, thou hast power with God and with men and hast prevailed. And it is from this place he lost his identity as Jacob. And the Bible says he went with a leap because of what happened to him. Isaac is different from Jacob. Isaac is a type of Christ. For when Isaac got to the table of sacrifice, he didn't wrestle with his father. So none of his bones were broken. Jesus on the cross. 
It's deep stuff. He didn't wrestle with his father. So when they came to break Jesus' bones, he already slumped and died. Because nobody can take my life. I lay down. So he left as a boss. But Jacob struggled like some of us have been struggling. And God is saying it's time to depend on me. You have tried your uncles, you've tried your friends, you've tried everyone, and God is saying it's time to depend on me. God said to me, until they come to the end of themselves, they won't see the beginning of God. So God brings you to the place where you have tried all your skills. So he's depending on God. He's leaping, but he's blessed. Truth is, I'd rather have a limp and a blessing. Than have a swag and a curse. So I'm limping because I have struggled with God in certain areas of my life. But however, I lost my identity in the fight. And so Jacob got into the fight, but Israel left the fight. Israel left the fight. How do I know? Because in Genesis chapter 33, from verse 1 to 5, show me. And Jacob lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, Esau came, and with him 400 men. And he divided the children unto Leah and to Rachel and the two hand, um, handmaids. And he put the handmaids on the of and their children foremost, and Leah and her children after, and Rachel and Joseph in, in the partner, verse 3. Let's go. And he passed over before them and bowed himself to the ground seven times. And he came near his brother who wanted to kill him. Give me verse 4. And Esau ran to meet him, embraced him, fell on his neck, and kissed him. And they wept because Esau was looking for Jacob, but Israel showed up. I'm done. Stand on your feet. Because Jacob died in the fight. So the problem with you is until you die in your... You die to your independence. To the point where you're like, God, I am Christ dependent. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is seeking sand. On Christ, the solid, hold the mic, neon. All of the ground. So Jacob fought till morning. And then in the morning, Jacob died in the fight. Jacob died in the fight. I just hope there are not Esau's in this room who, who have been rejecting the finished work on the cross of Calvary and your right to have Christ in your life because of momentarily pleasures. So Hebrews described Esau as a profane fornicator. So fornication is not just my, it's actually the rejection of the love relationship with God. It's beyond that. It includes that, by the way. But importantly, I'm dependent on God. I don't know if you're here in this building. I am tired of trying to fix things myself. I want Christ to fix me and everything around me. Are you in this room? That's the prayer I want to pray with you this morning. And then we're done. I'm tired of being, I put my faith in Jesus. My anchor to the ground. Hold on, hold on a minute. And I will, we want to come to the place where, Lord, I'm trusting in you. Because you and God cannot be working on that project. If grace is working, works must cease. If grace is working, works must cease. And I'm bringing you to the place this morning where you say, God, from October, 
So December, grace works for me. And she shall not cause her. God is saying there are people who will come into profit in October to December because you are using the grace way. And God will compress the things that you should have had from January. To, it's not for everybody, but the person is in this room. And everything shows up in October like a rush and a deluge. A rush and a deluge. A rush and a deluge. Whose word is this? Lift your hands in the name of Jesus. Before we, before we do this and pray. Say in the name of Jesus. Oh, come on. Make this sincere prayer for me. In the name of Jesus. Today I cease from my labors. Heaven doesn't help those who help themselves. Heaven helps those who admit that they cannot help themselves. So lift your hands and say, I admit, Lord. I cannot help myself. But you are my helper. I ask for help today. I ask for help today. You know, Jesus has a title. He's called Savior. He's called Savior. But some of you are not calling on your Savior. You, you, are, you are your Savior. You can't be your Savior. God is saying, come to the point where He is my help. He is my strength. He is my salvation. He is the author and the finisher of my faith. He is my help from ages past. My hope for years to come. The very present help in times of trouble. My shield and buckler. The glory and the lifter up of my hands. Lift your hands in the name of Jesus. I want us to make this declaration and then pray about it. Say in the name of Jesus. This morning I decree and declare. I cannot help myself. I cannot save myself. I cannot protect myself. I have a helper in God. I have a helper in God. This morning I decree and declare. The Lord is my help. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my help. I can hear you. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my help. The Lord is my strength. I cannot protect myself. I cannot defend myself. I cannot save myself. Savior. 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 I accept you. Save me today. Be my help. Be my strength. Be my fortress. Be my glory. Be the lifter up of my head. In the name of Jesus. Today, I cease from works. I rest on the finished work on the cross of Calvary. In the name of Jesus. Somebody open up your mouth and pray this prayer. Oh, come on church. I don't like the way you're whispering. Pray this prayer. Be my help. Be my strength. Be my help. Be my strength. Be my help. Be my strength. Some trust in chariots. Some trust in horses. But we depend on the name of the Lord our God. You never 